This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joyful, joyful. on Joy 94.9. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and sexuality for our community. And welcome to the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. You're here with Mark and Rachel is joining me. Welcome. Hi Mark, how are you? I'm well, how are you going? Oh, not too bad. It's a little bit dreary outside tonight, but we're going to fix that. We are indeed. It is a bit wet and miserable outside, but that's okay. We're going to make it... Seem light. We're going to talk about rain tonight. We are. But a big thank you to Michelle and Clayton and Stephanie and everybody else um, from Stand Up Straight and a very happy third birthday to them, third, third year anniversary. Do you say birthday or anniversary? I think birthday. It's, yeah. it's a celebration. It is, definitely. So happy um, birthday to them. And Spirit Lounge, we found out tonight... The exact date of when the Spirit Lounge started, which um, has been a topic uh, amongst us because we, we weren't here for the very beginning, Mark my, and myself and Claudine. We all have just been kind of the last 12 months-ish. Um, oh, well, I've been here on and off for the last two and a half years, but every week for the last 12 months. And, um, yeah, so we went back, looked looked through history, the history of joy, and the Spirit Lounge actually began on the 3rd of January, 2011. So it's five and a half years that the Spirit Lounge has been on air. It's a long time to have a show on air. It is, and it's amazing, and we couldn't do that without the support of our listeners and um, the joy community. Absolutely. So, on to another topic... What are we talking about tonight, Mark? We're going to talk about rain. We're going to talk about rain. So uh, if you haven't looked outside, it's a bit dreary. It was absolutely pelting down this afternoon and um, it's currently only nine degrees. It's going to get down to seven degrees tonight. I think it could get colder because it is pretty brisk out there. The, so The wind chill factor gives us a bit of... A nip. That's right. We don't have a feels like uh, here. So... We decided, well, why not talk about rain? This is, I will, I will give credit to Dean from the woods. Um, he actually came up with the idea. They may be doing a little bit of rain after us as well. But rain is actually really spiritual. And uh, it took me, um, you know, a couple of minutes to actually realise that, hey, actually, there are a lot of different religions and spiritualities in which rain is... Um, a prominent symbol or storyline and that sort of thing. So we're going to talk a little bit about Noah's Ark. We're going to talk a bit about rainbows and different stories around rainbows. And we're going to talk about what rain actually means in a couple of different spiritualities. It's not surprising because a lot of religion is based on the cycles of the earth because we, we are inextricably linked to earth and how its cycles go so it's it's not it's not unsurprising that rain 
has a feature some sometimes more prominently others others are more about water water is obviously a very spiritual element um so it's it's it, yeah rain is part of that that's how we get water Absolutely. You are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy with Rachel and Mark this evening. We're here from 8 till 9. And that song was Fall Like Rain by Clint Brown, getting us in the mood for our song, our, our song, our show that's going to be a bit about rain. And it's been doing a lot of it, which is nice. It's a different change for us. As in, as in the rain is nice or talking about rain's nice? Uh, both the above. No, rain is not nice. Rain is wonderful. No, rain is wonderful for farmers, but we don't need rain in a city. We still need rain in the city. No, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I have a deep connection to rain. So when it rains, I feel sad. And it's just like my body looks at my my soul. I'm going to say my soul sees the rain, sees the dark clouds, and it goes, it's just a sad day. I, I relate rain to sadness. Wonder what that comes from. It's interesting because I find rain really enlightening uh, or uplifting. I love rain. Wow! See, my nan and I had a conversation the other day. I rang rang her to catch up, and uh, it had been raining up in Newcastle where she lives, and she was she was feeling the same. And I was like, "We're so deeply connected." So yeah, rain rain is definitely it's a physical thing, it's an emotional thing, and it's a spiritual thing. And we're going to go into the spiritual side of it. So one thing that I found really interesting is the symbolism of rain in the American Indian um, culture. And so Native American symbols like the rain symbol do vary from tribe to tribe um, across the different groups across North America. Um, So the meaning of the rain symbol in in American Indian culture. So they have three different rain symbols. They have rain, which is, it's like a a semicircle with um, strokes coming down off of the semicircle. They have a raindrop, which is like a raindrop with uh, stripes. And then they have rain clouds, which is three semicircles with um, lines coming down from it. So uh, the American Indian Indians are deeply spiritual people and they communicated their history, uh, their thoughts, their ideas and their dreams from generation to generation through symbols and signs, which is very similar to Aboriginal culture, which we will be talking about shortly as well. Uh, And one of these symbols is the rain symbol. Um, They are geometric portrayals of celestial bodies um, and natural phenomenons and animal designs. So the meaning of the rain symbols were very important as water in every form uh, is one of the most vital elements for the sustenance of life. Uh, So the rain symbols, they signify renewal, fertility and change. So uh, as Mark mentioned before, um, that's often what water Uh, is seen as as well well, is um, renewal. So rain and raindrops are used as symbols to uh, represent plentiful crops. So obviously uh, crops are very important, uh, especially throughout history where you couldn't just go to the grocery store and buy everything. But even with a grocery store, you still need rain. You do, that's right. Um, So it was uh, most often used by the southwest Indian farmers uh, who were dependent on rainfall for their crops. Um, There's 
a bit of information about uh, some of their uh, mythology characters. Do you call them characters? Um, are they characters or are they gods? I don't know if these ones are, are gods. It's it's a good question. Um, but they have a faceless and formless spirit monster of the thunderstorm, uh, whose name is Aya, uh, and they're a monster of thunderstorms, hurricanes, and tornadoes who eats humans and animals to satisfy his endless appetite. He is the eye of the storm and offers protection to those caught in his wake. He travels with the storms in a fabulous teepee painted with magical symbols, which often have the rain symbols on them. Uh, So there's so many tribes of Native American Indians that it's only possible to generalise the most common meaning of the rain symbol or pattern. Uh, And they are used as tattoos and are used for a variety of reasons and depicted on objects such as their teepees, totem poles, uh, musical instruments and their clothes. So uh, they use different colours for different things as well. Um, about Yeah, they have different coloured raindrops for different things. Um, now we have a message in from somebody now whose name I can't see. Harriet has brought in to me. So someone's rang in whose name... I can't see, but anyhow, I will just say what this says. It's as long as it's 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 going back perhaps to a little bit what you were talking about being um, sad with rain. However, this person says I miss the sound of rain on a tin roof as I now live in an apartment on the seventh, on the fifth floor of a seventh-story high building. Um, I love to see the beauty of a storm. It clears the negative atmosphere and there's a promise of renewal. I wonder, uh, and that does fit the, the the theme of the of the evening. So, and that gets back to me. Like I grew up in the country. Whoa, hang on a minute, we've got some... We do. We actually have a donation from Chloe in Caulfield North. Thank you very much, Chloe, for your donation. And we have a membership from Peter in Paran. Thank you very much, Peter, for becoming a member. We're really appreciating this. Um, if you missed our the first part of our show, it is your last night uh, to get in for Radiothon and to do a donation before tax time, which is tomorrow or the end of of financial year. Is that what it's called? Yep, midnight tonight. Midnight tonight. So uh, if you become a member, you can go in the draw to win our brand new Holden Spark. And that uh, to to do that, to become a member, you can call 1300 569949 and speak to Harriet. Or you can just go to joy.org.au and click on the become a member icon that's on the front page and you can also do that through the website or call Harriet to make a donation as well. So all donations over $2 are tax deductible. Back to you, Mark. That's right. And thank you, Chloe, for the donation. She hails from my neck of the woods out in Caulfield. But just getting back to talking about um, the person who rang in talking about missing the sound of, of rain on the roof and, and talks about, you know, it's about renewal and it's about clearing the atmosphere. And that's certainly what I grew up with. when I can remember as a child when we used to have storms come in we used to sit on the front veranda and watch them come through and watch the thunderstorms. So for me, thunderstorms are, are a, a fun time, so I kind of enjoy thunderstorms. Interesting, my grandmother is petrified of thunder, so I don't know where I get that from, but my sisters and I would sit on the front veranda and watch the thunderstorms. So it, it sort of captures that sort of thing. Speaking of thunderstorms and storms coming in and, and, and talking about Native Americans, of course, Native Americans... Um, do a rain dance, which is probably the most famous of the rain dances that are performed by 
a vast number of cultural groups across the globe Definitely. in vast different ways. And so, um, you know, if you want to have a look at a, a Native American rain dance, jump on the internet. There are a plenty, plenty number of different uh, videos and whatnot that will show you what a rain dance is. But it's it's probably one of the most famous. The Native Indian rain dance is one of the most famous ones known, but it's certainly not. They're not the only. Um, group to perform rain dances. Do they use their totem pole during their rain dances? That's a good question, um, to which I don't know the answer of, to be honest. They very possibly could, uh, if they, especially if their totem pole um, is marked with the symbols of the rain. Uh, I presume that they could very much use that as a... Um, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I want to say a prop, but I, I don't want to say a prop. No. And you're on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. And that was the Rovers, the Irish Rovers, sorry. Um, That wasn't half obvious, with the Unicorn Song, To Be Sure, To Be Sure. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I love accents. Um, So that song, it has relevance because rain, Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, that's right. So Mark, actually, when I mentioned Noah's Ark, I was like, oh, we can tell the Noah's Ark story. Uh, But Mark says that there is actually possible older stories than Noah's Ark that the Noah's Ark story may have come from. Is that right? Something along those lines? That's right. So um, the Noah's Ark story is a flood story. It's it's basically a creation story um, because it talks about starting a new refreshment, so it's it's a it's a, a creation story, it, it, just where it appears in the Bible because of the the um, early parts of Genesis where there is those two creation stories. It's not traditionally seen in that, but it is for it is really a creation story. However, you could argue that it's probably a later version of some earlier stories of a very similar nature. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, I'm going to struggle with some of these names because it's been a long time since I sort of studied this. But there are some a lot earlier stories. Um, Let me just... So you can talk about this. Some um, older Mesopotamian models, which are very similar. They are actually, rather than Noah's Ark, which is basically a refreshing, renewing the earth kind of story, these earlier ones are actually creation stories. So they're, the, they're Adam and Eve stories, if you like, oh. explain the stuff of the earth, all that sort of thing. But um, so the probably, um, let me just have a look here. So there's they're very early. There's some very early ones which date back to about 1600 BCE. So that predates um, pretty much everything, really, uh, in terms of storytelling. So there's some very there's a very very early tablet where they have parts of um, a rain story, a flood story, which is a creation story. So it predates mm. Noah's Ark. So Noah's Ark is a later version thereof, if you like. Yep. Um, depending where on he, he left the unicorns off the boat. Well, he left the unicorns off the boat, and he also led on two gay lines. But somehow there's a. Uh, Two male lines, sorry. Two male lines that are apparently gay. Anyway, that's not important. That's it. I haven't heard that one before, but anyhow, that's that's interesting. You know, the the, the thing that I suppose makes the Noah's Ark story a little bit um, more interesting is that it, we actually have it in its entirety, whereas the earlier stories we only have bits and pieces of, and so therefore they're a little bit harder to interpret or to to understand exactly what the story was mm-hmm. trying to get at. And also, of course, um, the Noah's Ark story is in 
the Quran, but it's been slightly modified to 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 match the teachings of the Quran to to go that way. So it's an interesting sort of piece of work that is modified and has changed over time and has a number of different iterations. Yeah, so if you don't know the general gist of the the Noah's Ark story that we're mentioning. Uh, so essentially the world was, was in a bit of a bad place. Um, so God said, I'm going to have a big flood and uh, told Noah, who was just your, your regular man, uh, build a boat that will fit two of every animal on it and I will flood the earth. And so the earth floods, everything gets washed away, um, except for Noah and his his animals and his wife and kids that are on this boat. And then um, a little dove flies off and it finds a leaf and then they go, there's land again. And then the world starts over again because everything, all the bad stuff is being washed away. Something along those lines. Um, yeah, so the, the, re- the reason why I said that there was two male lines is in one of the most common children's Bibles that is released around the world that that has pictures in it. The main picture of Noah's Ark has two fully maned lions walking up the ramp to get onto the Ark. So it's said that, that Noah led on the gay lions, but somehow they reproduced. Um, and yeah, Noah forgot the unicorns, but that's okay because I myself am a unicorn, so we're not fully extinct. Well, that's a good thing. I'm just not the horse version. It, okay. <laughs> it's interesting you say that you know two of each animals because that's the main, that's the the most commonly known story perhaps in this part of the world. But it's actually two of each animal plus seven pairs of every what what in the Jewish world we call clean animals. So animals that are kosher for eating. Oh, so so that he could kill them and eat them on the boat. No, 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 no. They were just because they're ritually clean. There was just more of them taking on the boat. Ah. Yep. There was no killing or breeding because... Do you know which animals are the seven kosher animals? No, there were seven pairs of, oh, of each of, of the each kosher, kosher species. So... So essentially everything except for pigs? No. No, oh. it's a much smaller list than that. It's oh, not okay. That. So it has to be have a cloven hoof, so split hoof, and chew its own cud. So you're talking cows, goats, sheep... Um, there's probably other ones I can't think of. Ah, huh. um, there you go. And certain varieties of fish, but they wouldn't have needed to go on because it was a flood. So that's fine. <laughs> um, certain ver- and specified um, birds. There you go. So that's part of the story. So I have a bit more information about the use of the rain symbol. So. Um, the rain symbol is actually quite common in literature. Um, classic novels employ rain as a symbol that adds a level of insight into a character's emotional state or a general tone of scene, uh, which is the same in films as well. Uh, obviously, literature existed before films. So it, it has always had a connection to emotions. Rain rain does... I, I think, Mark, you're, you're on the outer with this one. Rain sets the tone for emotions, as in negative emotions. Or not, it doesn't have to be negative, just, you know, crying and stuff. But Harriet and I are on the same wavelength. She misses the sound of I rain love, on a tin roof. It, I know, love the sound of rain. I do. And I love the sound of thunder. And I don't love the sound of lightning, but thunder and rain. But it still makes, like, physically being 
around rain makes me sad. Lightning is silent. Yeah. So, no, oh, yeah. So, oh, it's the, the clashes of thunder when there's lightning that I'm thinking of. Mm. Oh, dear. I'm not having a good one. But um, rain is a very useful symbol because it's something that is within each person's realm of experience. Uh, so it's an essential factor which makes our lives possible. Uh, it sustains us and we see evidence in scripture and the world around us that rain can all the, all, also be a devastation and bring death. So it can have so it can be a form of new life, but uh, as per the Noah's Ark story, it can also be devastation and death. So uh, we experience the reality uh, that the same inanimate object can render both life and death, which is very interesting. So rain can be used very positively as a symbol and it also can be used really negatively as a symbol. Um, so rain is initially given by God to engender new life and it becomes a means of judgment, um, in, as per the flood, uh, in the case of rain itself, uh, is the direct cause of death and devastation. So the old Testament prophets continue this thread as they refer to the destructive power of rain used in the Lord's judgments, which often include droughts rather than torrential storms. So lack of rain is also mentioned throughout, um, the Bible, which is something we know all too well about in this country. That's right. We know droughts very well. And you're on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. We're on the final night of Radiothon. So if you haven't, renew your membership now. You can do it via ringing Harriet, our lovely Harriet, who is waiting for your call here at Joy. You can call Harriet on 1300 Joy 949. Or if you don't want to talk to Harriet because you're a little bit shy, you can go to our website, joy.org.au, and click on the Renew Your Membership Now, which is the main tile there, and you can renew your membership there. You can also do a donation because at midnight tonight, it's your last chance to claim it on tax. So you may as well make a donation to Joy to keep us out loud and proud. And you can do that through the website or you can do that uh, by calling Harriet as well, which is 1300-569-949. Lovely. We're doing the rain show we tonight, are. which seems rather appropriate given it's been a bit wet and miserable for Rachel. For me, it's wet and refreshing. So there you go. Um, talking about rain and obviously being in Australia, um, a Dreamtime story seems yes. appropriate, which sort of captures into this um, this theme of rain. And of course, here at the Joy Studios, we're on the on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nation. And of course, here at Joy, we certainly pay our respects to their elders, both past and present. And any other Aboriginal elders that we might have listening into the Spirit Lounge tonight, welcome on board. So the Rainbow Serpent, it's one of the more um, commonly known, probably Dreamtime stories um, in Australia, I certainly learnt it at school. I'm not yes. sure whether you did it. I as learnt well. it at school as well. Yeah. So I hope they're definitely still doing the Rainbow Serpent story in school. I assume and they other are. Dreamtime stories. Um, it is very important, Histor- historically, culturally, educationally in and, general. And it's part of our story as a, as Australia, as as this this land that we all um, live on at the moment. Um, for those of you who are listening via the Joy app. 
you're welcome to come visit us here in Australia and you can learn all about these sort of things if you're listening from the other sides of the world. So let's have a talk about the, the rainbow, so, uh, rainbow serpent story. So in the dream time, all the earth lay sleeping. Nothing moved. Nothing grew. One day, the rainbow serpent awake from her slumber and came out from under the ground. She travelled far and wide and eventually grew tired and curled up and slept. She left marks of her sleeping body and her winding tracks. Then she returned to the place where she had first appeared and called to the frogs, Come out! Come out! The frogs came out slow because their bellies were heavy with water, which they had stored in their sleep. The rainbow serpent tickled their stomachs, and when the frogs laughed, water ran all over the earth to fill the tracks of the rainbow serpent's wanderings. This is how lakes and rivers were formed. With water, grass and trees sprung up. Also, all the animals awoke and followed the rainbow serpent across the land. They were happy on earth, and each lived and gathered food with his own tribe. Some animals live on rocks, others on the plains, and others in the trees and in the air. The rainbow serpent made laws that they all were to obey, but some became quarrelsome and made trouble. The rainbow serpent said, Those who keep my laws will be rewarded. I shall give them human form. Those who break my laws will be punished and turned to stone, never to walk the earth again. The law breakers became stone and turned into mountains and hills, but those who kept the laws were turned into human form. The rainbow serpent gave each of them their own totem of the animal, bird or reptile from whence they came. The tribes knew themselves by their totems, kangaroo, emu, carpet snake and many, many more. So that no, no one would starve, the rainbow serpent ruled that no man should eat of his totem, but only of other totems. This way there was food for everyone. The tribes lived together on the land given to them by the rainbow serpent or the mother of life and they knew, knew that the land would always be theirs and no one should ever take it from them. And that's the story of the rainbow serpent. I so the rainbow story. serpent gave the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nations the land on which the Joy Studio sits today. That's right. Uh, so the rainbow um uh, obviously fits in well with the story of the rain because obviously uh, after the rain there is a rainbow. So I have another rainbow story. I'm going to tell this one, uh, and this this one goes into more a bit a bit why the colours of the rainbow feel like they are the most important colour. Uh, and it's a little bit spiritual. It's a little bit about growth and stuff. So once upon a time, all the colours in the world started to quarrel. Each claimed that it was the best and the most important and the most useful and the favourite colour. The green said, clearly I'm the most important. I'm the sign of life and hope. I was chosen for grass, trees, leaves. Without me, all the animals would die. Look out over the countryside and you will see that I'm the majority. Then blue interrupts and says, you only think about the earth, but consider the sky and the sea. It is water that is the basis of life. And this is drawn up by the clouds from the blue sea. The sky gives space and peace and serenity. Without my peace, you would all be nothing but busybodies. 
The yellow chuckled, you are all so serious. I bring laughter, gaiety and warmth into the world. The sun is yellow, the moon is yellow, the stars are yellow and every time you look at a sunflower, the whole world starts to smile. Without me, there would be no fun. Orange started to blow its trumpet. I am the colour of health and strength. I may be scarce, but I am precious, for I serve the inner needs of human life. I carry all the most important vitamins. Think of carrots and pumpkins and oranges, mangoes and pawpaws. I don't hang around all the time, but when I feel the sky at sunrise or sunset, my beauty is so striking that no one uh, will give another thought to any of you. All red could stand it no longer. I just shouted, I'm the ruler of you all. Blood, life's blood. I'm the colour of danger and of bravery. I'm willing to fight for a cause. I bring fire in the blood. Without me, the earth would be as empty as the moon. I am the colour of passion and of love. The red rose and poppy. Purple rose up to its full height and spoke with great pomp. I am the colour of royalty and power. Kings, chiefs, bishops have always chosen me. I am a sign of authority and wisdom. People do not question me. They listen and obey. Indigo spoke much more quietly than the others, but just as determinedly. Think of me. I am the colour of silence. You hardly notice me, but without me, you all become superficial. I represent thought and reflection, twilight and deep waters. You need me for balance and contrast, for prayer and inner peace. And so the colours went on boasting, each convinced that it was the best. Their quarrelling became louder and louder. And suddenly, a startling flash of brilliant white lightning and thunder rolled and boomed. Rain started to pour down relentlessly. The colours all crouched down in fear, drawing close to one another for comfort. Then the rain spoke. You foolish colours fighting amongst yourself, each trying to dominate the rest. Do you not know that God made you all, each for a special purpose, unique and different? Join hands with one another and come with me and we'll stretch across the sky in a great bow of colour as a reminder that God loves you and that you can live together in peace. A sign of hope for tomorrow. And so whenever it rains and it to wash the world there is a rainbow in the sky so when we see it we have to learn to appreciate each other we have to remember to appreciate each other so that's another rainbow story um and it it goes back to the end about how the rainbow always comes at the end of the rain and i think that at the moment not just because it's been raining outside but because of our show last week and the week before we're trying to to be this uplifting, positive energy after all this bad stuff that's that's happened within our community. And it, a rainbow is the perfect example of that. So no matter how much it rains outside, there's always going to be a rainbow to finish it. How perfect is that? Absolutely perfect. And you're on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9 and we've been doing the rain episode, which seems so poignant with such weather that we've had recently. That's right. And it was so perfect. Another big shout out. Thank you, Dean, for bringing it to our attention that that we can do rain and it just fit in so perfectly, uh, especially ending on rainbows. It was a lovely way to end. And thank you to everybody who's signed up or renewed their membership during tonight's show. We really, really appreciate it, given that tonight's the last night to make a donation. And a big, big thank you to everybody who did make a donation tonight. We do really appreciate it, and you are helping us be out and proud here at Joy 94.9.
Yeah, so there is still a chance to um, renew your membership. You've got to do it by midnight tonight or uh, become a member if you're not already a member. So make sure you head to uh, joy.org.au. I think Harriet might be here for a little bit longer, so you can still call 1300-JOY-949, which is 1300-569-949. And the gorgeous Harriet will talk to you on the phone. She will. So next week, Claudine will be joining us back again on the Spirit Lounge, which is pretty exciting. We are very excited about Claudine coming back. We are. So it's a big good night from Rachel tonight. And a huge good night from Mark. And we'll see you next week on the Spirit Lounge. We will. And we're going out with, uh, it is called Rainbow Connection from the Muppets. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.